Good evening. It is time for today's Tax Talk. I'm your host. I'm attorney Stephen Leahy. It is, uh, we're talking about, uh, you know, the the um, crash of cryptocurrencies. Many have cryptos on, the, on its last legs, and along with that blockchain, and maybe it was all just a fad. That's what we're going to talk about today on today's Tax Talk. Won't you join us? So it is kind of after all that we've been through with the crypto going through the roof and changing, you know, I think many in many ways changing our lives and the world and the way the world operates. Um, I don't even have it in the story today, but there's a story about Russia now uh, accepting cryptocurrencies to get around the Western nations' um, sanctions. And this is what's going on. I mean, you can't control it. Um, There has been some big dips, (laughs) to say the least. Some have gone to zero. Uh, And so there are many who believe that it was a fad and it's worked its way through and and it really doesn't not going to change anything in the long run. I disagree. I think that uh, it's just the beginning. Uh, crypto, I think in many ways, the fluctuation in prices is a byproduct of its success. Um, because of its early success from nowhere, and that many, pay, many people made a lot of money, uh, everybody wants to jump in on that and think they could make all the money, and of course that's volatile. Uh, it gets overpriced, you know, not because it's not a good uh, um, product, for lack of a better term, uh, not because it's not useful, but because many want to get in uh, and make, you know, and, and then the, the speculation begins. And again, it's a product of its own, that, that is a product of its own success rather than a sign of failure, in my opinion. What do I know? I'm not giving you any financial advice. I'm just talking about cryptocurrency and uh, blockchain. And so I have a couple of good stories here. But as we always do here on um, today's Tax Talk on Crypto Tuesday, it is Crypto Tuesday. To give you the date, today's Crypto Tuesday. It is May um, 31st, year of our Lord, 2022. How did I forget to do that? Uh, but anyway, let's talk about, let's go to the what we always do, and we start with the, with the markets. And here are the markets, here are our, our favorite site, CoinFlip uh, and .tech. It's CoinFlip.tech, uh, and they have this these pages. We always like to go here. So we see that uh, Bitcoin is up for the day. And remember, we, many Tuesdays it is up, uh, just our observation. Um, and we see that it just had another tick up. And so it's over $30,000 again. That's that's good. Uh, Ethereum is down for the day. And Litecoin is, <laughs> looks like it. I don't know what's going on with Litecoin. Uh, for the day, it was looks like zero. Here's, for the last time we were together, last Tuesday, here's what's happened. It took a huge, it took a huge gain. Not huge, big. Not huge because um, uh, Bitcoin has taken bigger, much bigger swings than this. But it's it's on the upside, over the thirty thousand dollar mark, and a lot of believe a lot of people believe that's the 
the um, support at the $30,000. Now let's take a look at uh, Ethereum, if we could. And there's Ethereum. Uh, well, you know, Ethereum hasn't really, for the week, hasn't really gone up that, that high. Um, you know, it's, I think it's down for the week, actually. So, so there we go. It's down for the week. But, again, I think that this is all, um, you know, again, it's part of the growing process. And, again, part of its success. It goes down. It takes big swings. People, uh, people aren't sure. They want in. It goes up really high. People get scared, and they get out. And then everybody gets out. And then we should start the whole process all over again. Uh, you know, so it's kind of a, again, it's a victim of its own success. So I have a couple sto short stories today. One I want to talk about, this is a 13-year-old boy from the Philippines wrote this article all about blockchain. I just thought it was interesting. Uh, there are more and more initiatives to encourage youth to learn programming. While these efforts are well-meaning, they are also double-edged sword. On one hand, it's great for that more kids, some as young as first grade, are picking up coding. The world, the Philippines included, is in short supply of programmers, and there are so many websites, apps, and software that need to be built or improved. Very true. On the other hand, the calls to learn programming tend to be vague. Programming itself is such a diverse field. Encouraging a kid to pick up programming would be the equivalent of asking someone 20 years ago to learn the Internet. The request is just so broad that it's unhelpful. The actual curriculum of many of the introductory courses fares no better, with many of them offering content that is too basic or, in some cases, even counterproductive. Some of these classes, for example, start students off by learning HTML and CSS, cascading style sheets, while many, which may be a waste given the proliferation of, of the so many drag-and-drop website builders, they would be better off studying an introductory language for which there are no modular shortcuts. Here I have to disagree. Um, just because it's available, the, the drag-and-drop, it doesn't mean you shouldn't understand the, what's behind all of that. And I think learning, you know, I, I, I'm not a, a pro, proficient uh, coder by any means, not even close, but I have done some coding. And I do understand it, and I do think that a lot of it has to do with just getting a, a, um, acquainted with those, the logic behind it about putting code together uh, in a machine for a machine language. And so, uh, so I have to disagree a little bit in that it, sometimes it doesn't really matter where you begin in what language. It does, it, it does uh, bode well when learning other languages. Obviously, if you want, you know, it, it, you're not going to make a living coding by yourself HTML, as he says. The web, the web browsers are out there. I mean, the web, um, the, it's modular, and you put it all together. It's drag and drop. Pretty simple. Uh, although some, although code does come in handy even in those situations. So, so I, I, I disagree a little bit. Instead of telling kids to just just learn programming, we should be telling them to study this and that particular topic within programming. Giving them guideposts on the most helpful languages and technologies to learn is infinitely more helpful, especially as it comes to education planning and career pathing. To this end, there's one overreaching technology that I recommend to my fellow youth programmers to master. Here it is. Blockchain. 
You've probably heard the word before, most likely used it in conjunction with crypto, which is one of the top buzzwords in business and technology. Though blockchain may sound intimidating, I encourage you not to put off by the, by the term. Blockchain is analogous to many of the things we routinely experience in the Philippines. Picture, if you will, the front desk of a local condominium. There is most likely a record book that is the guard of, that, it, that the guard or receptionist asks you to sign into when visiting a friend. In the aggregate, this record book serves as a record of transactions, in this case visits, for the entire condominium. This is eff effectively what a blockchain is, only it exists in digital form and it's immutable. Unlike the physical record book which someone could tamper with, the blockchain cannot be altered. Easily, I will add, um, because it is maintained through a network of nodes, each being complex mathematical calculations to verify transactions and maintain a running log of the entire ledger. So why should blockchain, this kind of digital ledger, matter to young Filipinos learning how to program? It's because the blockchain enables you to create solutions that we previously had to rely on trusted third parties, like banks, to perform. We, ge we can generate immediate value, in other words. I had a privilege of experiencing this firsthand. Late last year, I built iVote, a blockchain-powered platform where Filipinos could vote on the non-fungible tokens of their preferred candidates in the then-upcoming presidential, vice-presidential, and senatorial selections. The platform garnered over 5,000 votes from Filipinos, which were, again, immutable because of the blockchain verification, and was even featured on CNN in Philippines. Filipinos clearly had an interest in blockchain, owning, owing to the tra trust and transparency it could empower the system. Uh, it, it was in this spirit that I have since uh, made Blockweb, Blocksweb, a decentralized internet built on blocks, because it's decentralized, Blocksweb does not rely on any intermediary, and it's completely free from censorship, which is, of course, a growing concern in the age of misinformation. Blocksweb is an innovation enabler, though our decentralized internet, other individuals through our de decentralized internet, our individuals, other individuals and businesses can build and deploy their own solutions. I share my experience with iVote and now Blocksweb as a call to my fellow peers. Don't just learn programming, learn blockchain. As an immutable digital ledger, it is the best way to create the value to fellow Filipinos. We can create solutions that address some of the legacy systems in, near, uh, in need of greater efficiency, transparency, and affordability. In terms of return for both yourself and your wider community, blockchain is perhaps the best technology within programming to learn. You get to, to create new innovations on your own accord, all while creating social impact. That, to me, is why blockchain is not just a buzzword in the news, but an awesome an avenue for genuine change. I invite you to join me on this road onward toward a better Philippines. He is a 13-year-old as a developer. So I just thought that was interesting. So, I, But again, it is important that we all, that, if, that I think we need people to get into these avenues because otherwise, who's going to do this for us? Who's going to make the change? So it's important. So here's another one. Uh, uh, the cryptocurrency projects that will change the digital asset investment world. Ethereum, Solana, and logarithmic finance. Another short uh, uh, article that I thought was very important. 
Digital assets are everywhere, trending daily on different platforms. Although cryptocurrency and blockchain technology has existed for many years now, 2020 is the year they gained enough recognition for people to try to invest in them. Between 2020 and 2022, a lot has happened in the cryptocurrency space. Over the years, there have been different innovations to boost the, the quality of cryptocurrency and digital investments. As the major cryptocurrency is blockchain with the highest market cap and value. Many altcoins have emerged in an attempt to fix the problem that Bitcoin has encountered. Many potential investors are searching for alternatives to Bitcoin. They can have a big impact on the near future, making their investment worthwhile. If this is you, you've come to the right place. This article highlights three cryptocurrency projects and platforms that may improve the digital asset investment quality as the years pass. These cryptocurrencies are Ethereum, Solana and logarithmic finance. I have never heard before this uh, this story, this the last one, logarithmic finance. Every cryptocurrency coin that isn't Bitcoin is regarded as an altcoin, and Ethereum is one of them. Ethereum is the biggest altcoin in the crypto market. This market is the second biggest cryptocurrency overall, according to the total amount market cap in the crypto market. Ethereum is decentralized blockchain platform that uses a peer-to-peer -peer network that executes application code securely. This is known as smart contracts. Again, I think changing the world. A common term in the crypto world. Smart contracts are important as they allow traders to exchange assets without the need for a central authority. They tra the transaction records are verifiable, immutable, and distributed securely on the network with the Ethereum network. This gives the traders ownership and transaction data. Ethereum is growing rapidly for many reasons. For instance, Ethereum is the major currency for D D uh, NFTs. NFTs are minted and traded in the Ethereum network, making it more used. Also, many DeFi, uh, digital finance, and other uh, cryptocurrency projects and platforms are built on Ethereum network due to its great perks. Solana. Some factors uh, concern Ethereum users and investors and crypto enthusiasts worldwide. Two of them include the, the amount of energy used by Ethereum and the high gas fees. This is where a Solana comes in, an, in. Another altcoin network, Solana is a network that performs the same functions as Ethereum and Bitcoin. Solana is a, bit, is a blockchain network that allows for building cryptocurrencies and digital currency projects. According to market capitalization, Solana is the top 10 cryptocurrency, and it's still relatively new. It is one of the web, first web-scale blockchains globally, and one of the fastest networks. It is even faster than Ethereum, and as its speed is 65,000 transactions per second. The Solana network and its token, SOL, uh, were created to solve the problem of speed and gas fees on the blockchain without destroying decentralization or security. This logarithmic finance. Logarithmic finance is slightly different than Ethereum and Solana, and it is decentralized finance protocol platform built right in the Ethereum network. Um, Log was created to provide next generation swapping and trading DeFi protocol to allow users, early stage innovators, and investors to collect, to connect easily and trade. Uh, Log is a non custodial, not decentralized. Uh, exchange platform. It allows users to trade and swap digital assets without holding them. Also, users can lock their log tokens in the liquidity pool for while, for while they to earn for a while to earn as they save. 
liquidity pools simply you put your your coins or your tokens in uh, in a fund and they pay you and then they use those funds for um, to grow the, the platform as you can see all these platforms and their tokens have huge growth potential logarithmic finance is a currently running its pre-sale if you want to join and learn see I think this is a commercial for but I still thought it was interesting to put this out there uh, because I because of the the because they you see that it's still going moneygram and I want to, I'm not going to have a time to read this whole story but moneygram partners with stellar blockchain plans wallet deal with El Salvador remember El Salvador is the first country that uses blockchain as uh, as currency moneygram so you know we all have heard of moneygram kind of like western union but moneygram is a, is is a uh, competitor and it and now it looks like they're going to be sold. MoneyGram, an American cross-border P2P, peer-to-peer payments and money transfer company, has partnered with Stellar Blockchain, a decentralized protocol on open-source code to transfer digital currency and plans to create a plat- platform for stablecoin money transfers. According to Bloomberg, MoneyGram CEO said that the new service will allow users to send USDC, a stablecoin by circle, and tied to the United States dollar a peer-to-peer payments technology company, to recipients. We're trying to bridge from a crypto world to a fiat world. Additionally, MoneyGram International is in talks with third-party firms to launch digital wallets in El Salvador, the first country to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender. El Salvadorians already use the government-backed Chivo wallet. Once a deal with them, with, with one of these firms is finalized, Dallas-based MoneyGram will also enter the digital wallets market. If a country like El Salvador is going to make Bitcoin seamless with U.S. dollars in country, I think that customers, through MoneyGram, should be able to transfer blockchain to El Salvador or transfer dollars and convert them to Bitcoin. If that's where the world is going, let's participate in that world and let's see how we can help fulfill the opportunity. MoneyGram and Stellar began working with Stellar Development Foundation, a nonprofit organization that supports the development and growth of Stellar. In October last year, reports from Bloomberg claimed that Stellar is in talks to acquire MoneyGram. A new segment of cash users will be able to convert their cash into into and out of USDC, giving them access to fast and affordable digital asset services that may have previously been out of reach. Okay, so I did finish it. So, so that's that's where we are. I, I just thought these. Uh, what, I I had one more story, but I'm not going to read the story. But I, I I wanted to let's talk about the, just one more time tips to claim tax losses with the U.S. Internal Revenue Service, and it talks about uh, the wash sale rule. We've I'm not going to read it because we've talked about the wash sale rule a lot on this show and how it can be beneficial to you. It's in the description below, so you can link to that story. The link is in that in the description so you can go there if you're if you're interested but we've talked a lot about it on this show so thanks so much for joining us it is crypto tuesday uh i'm, I'm glad you can join us today remember i'm gonna ask you to like and subscribe like and subscribe we need your help to get this content out to others and uh, the best way to do that is for you to like and subscribe our content we thank you so much and remember if you have irs problems if you don't know what to do the first thing you should do is get my copy of my book, Deal With Your IRS Problem Today. Go to freeirsbook.com, freeirsbook.com. That's freeirsbook.com. Get your free copy of Deal With Your IRS Problem Today. Okay, thanks so much for joining us here today. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. And uh, in the meantime, you know, have a great evening.
Thank you.